The NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. Yes, sir. We are back with another edition. The first edition in 2024 of the NBA Gambling Podcast on Sports Gambling Podcast Network. No mean, no voice, no guys. Me, really relevant, and relative from Virginia here at your service. <laughs> and for those that were hoping that I get left in 2023, psych, I'm still here. Who cares? <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't mean to talk in your face like that. All right. We got my boy Delonte Smith breaking down the New Year's Day games with me. The nerd Delonte Smith. Delonte, what's going on? Not bad, man. Hey, just uh, glad to make it to 2024. Hopefully we can uh, start off with a bang and get some winners out here. Oh, and start off with a bang. We shall because I'm getting directly into the picks here because it's not really a recap to talk about too much. I mean, there's a bunch of things that happen, and we could talk about the fact that the streak is dead. The streak is dead, people. Um, one game after, actually, I kind of did predict Raptors. I was like, so it's they're going to get the win before the end of the year between the Celtics and the Raptors, and they did. Shout out to the Detroit Pistons for finally getting a win and ending that horrid losing streak. Almost did against the Boston Celtics, but you know we'll take a slightly less money line with the Detroit, with the Toronto Raptors as well. They caught Toronto Raptors in a good spot, however. Toronto and New York over the course of the weekend having a, I guess. Some diehard basketball fans would say it's a blockbuster trade because they understand that OG Anobi is a really good player. But they make a trade with the Toronto Raptors and they trade RJ Barrett and Emmanuel quickly, and I believe a second round pick over to the Toronto Raptors for OG Anobi, Preston Sachua, and Malachi Flynn. So basically, my Knicks said that we're going all in with the starting unit right now. And, I mean, they very well could make another move. But they basically told me that they're going all in with this starting unit right now. And they do have plans of trying to re-sign OG Anobi, who's on a one basically a, a expiring contract. He's got one year left in his deal. It's a player option. He can decline that option. He can go off in a free agency and do whatever he wants. Or he can re-sign with the Knicks, where they plan on using him as a 3 and D guy. And they surround him Brunson and shooters. They got a better three-point shooter in Anobi. They got a better defender in Anobi. Only thing is, they left. They lost the bench depth that they had with Emmanuel quickly. And now Evan Fournier has made his return in 2024, getting minutes on the Knicks. And Lante, <laughs> I think that is the thing that I am most concerned about this Knicks team is the fact that Evan Fournier is in 2024 getting meaningful minutes coming off the bench for this squad. Now we get them playing this Minnesota Timberwolves team at home in New York. Minus one and a half is the line for the Minnesota Timberwolves. Actually, it's down to minus one. 223 is the total. OG and Precious Achua previously mentioned expecting to start for not spark start but expected to be available for the knicks in this game what do you like here well let me look at a injury report real quick for the minnesota timberwolves we have 
Uh, Jalen Clark still out for that team, so you're not going to see any Jalen Clark in this game. And for the New York Knicks, as I mentioned, OG and Precious are expected to play in this game. Malachi Flynn is out. Mitchell Robinson, you know, he's out for a while. What do you like here getting one with the Minnesota Timberwolves on the road? Yeah, I like the Knicks. Um, this number was kind of all over the place earlier. I think I've seen as high as two and a half for Minnesota and then, you know, back down to where it's at. But yeah, I like the Knicks here, getting those new guys in. Uh, they've lost four or five. Offense has been fine, but defensively, they've kind of been struggling, which I think is what OG and Precious are going to help with. They've uh, scored 123 of the last five, but gave up gave up 120 in four or five. So uh, Minnesota's coming in. They are really good. Um, they just haven't been covering the games. They've won four or five, but they put a cover in six of their last ten. Um, they're like a game under 500 ATS on the road. So uh, this shouldn't be a daunting task. A little bit of a, of a revenge factor here. Minnesota won by 17 um, on the 20th of November. The Knicks played pretty tough for the whole game, except for the third quarter. Outscored 35 to 19. Uh, but they were still in the game outside of that bad quarter. They shot 9 of 38 from deep. So, you know, when you shoot that bad from deep, it's, you're going you're gonna to lose most of those games. But yeah, I like the Knicks here. I, th- I think they bounce back with those new guys in the lineup, add a little bit more energy into it, and uh, we get the first dose of, of what the new Knicks are going to look like in front of the home crowd a day after, well, on New Year's. So, yeah, I mean, I think the Knicks are going to win this game uh, comfortably. Uh, comfortably, I don't know. Mm, I, don't oh, know. Oh, I, don't I guess know six, it, six or seven because is what I'm thinking of. OG's not going to turn this defense around off the rip. Like He's not going to come into this team turn his defense around off the rip. You look at the last five games, what the Knicks are doing defensively, and they're giving up 120, what, 128 points per game. Yeah, so they're giving up 128 points per game. That's second, in the, uh, second to last in the NBA over that span. Meanwhile, this Toronto, uh, this not, not Toronto, <laughs> this Timberwolves team is still top 10 in opponents' points per game. And then you go, and I'm thinking, all right, so you have OG, and so you'll probably get a little bit less of an Ant Man game. He'll probably be on Ant Man the entire time trying to slow him down, but uh, it's, it's the bench, and I just want to see how that bench rotation goes because I assume that now you move Josh Hart back to the bench, and OG, of course, going into the starting lineup. So you have OG. You have Josh Hart and Achua coming off of the bench for you. Is it Fournier or is it McBride? I hope it's McBride. It's probably going to be Fournier as well, which I I don't feel confident in. The lucky thing for him is that the Timberwolves don't have that good of a bench either. It's Nas Reed and who else? So not really. But Nas Reed, absolutely. I mean, who's stopping Nas Reed coming off of the bench? I mean, even in the starting lineup, really, who's stopping Nas Reed between Hartstein, between, uh, what is it, Taj Gibson, who is playing meaningful bench minutes (laughs) in 2024? Like, I I don't – I think Nas Reed is going to have a great game today. I would be on Nas Reed props today. I just – I don't know who's going to legitimately stop him inside the paint. Uh, And, I mean – I don't know, man. I'm just gonna take. I'm gonna take the better defensive team. Uh, I, I really could go one way or another because I do think that the Knicks potentially could look really, really good with OG being able to uh, hit the three point shots that RJ wasn't making. But I'm I'm concerned, so I'm gonna lean Minnesota. Not really a good feel on that. The only play that I really do like is Minnesota team total over one eleven and a half. That's way too low. That's way. I don't think OG is gonna make that big of a difference in game one. In game one. I, I don't think so. I think that uh, this Knicks team allows points, allows scoring, and 
I think it's just a bad matchup adding to the Nas Reed factor. I think that they're going to be able to score points. Maybe they do end up losing a game, but I think they get to 112 regardless. Yeah, I'll be over. Uh, just echoing everything you just said. I think both teams have some success. Minnesota, 11 of the 16 row games that went over. Uh, Knicks are right at 500 to the over at home, but in the last 10, uh, you rattled off all the numbers. There's over in six of the last 10, and I think that has direct um, – I think that's directly an effect of what you just mentioned as far as the defense. So, uh, like you said, it's not going to turn around right away. It's going to take a little bit of time to get accustomed to the system. And, uh, yeah, I, I like the over. I, mean, I, I don't hate the Minnesota teams out over, but I'll take the full game over. I think both teams can have some success, especially the Knicks being at home. I would love – I would be so interested to see this Knicks defense if Mitchell Robinson – was playing this season with OG. I think that that I think those two can anchor a defense. Those are two really good pieces. I feel good about defensively, and if they can re-sign OG next year, I think this is actually a really good trade for the Knicks if they can re-sign OG next year and he can stay healthy. But all that yet to be seen. Before, well, Lante, any player props? Anything you like? Uh, yeah, I, I like Divincenzo, but I just see a number out. I think I think it's kind of waiting on. Um, I think it was waiting on if those guys are actually going to get ruled in. Uh, when I look, do you see a Divincenzo points prop? Uh, I did not see one. Yeah, I didn't see. But one. Yeah, that's the only thing I had though. It, expect to see it soon because this is an early game on the slate, 3 p.m. on the right. East Coast, 12 on the West Coast. So uh, expect to see these these props start to flow in a lot more soon. I think it's just more of the. Hey, let's make sure. And they might not put them out there because they don't know what OG's role is going to be. So they don't know what anybody else's role is going to be outside for Brunson and Randall. Right. And I think that's probably will, why they did it. They don't understand. They don't know. Yeah. They don't know what to project. But right. I, I yeah, would, and, um, I would be interested in OG threes. If it, OG threes okay. popped up at one and a half, I would be interested. That's what I need them for. I don't need you to do anything else, honestly. I just need you to stand in the corner, and when the ball comes to you, hit it. So uh, if I did see an OG3's prop, I would be interested if it was at one and a half. Yeah, and I, just with DiVincenzo, I think his role is going to have to expand a little bit more. Um, he's been a bit inconsistent, but, you know, when he gets that expanded role this year, he's been really good. I mean, he's coming off his best scoring game of the year. I think he had, what, 35, 38, 38 something like that. 38. Yeah. All, the, all the Villanova dudes was balling. <laughs> Yeah, so um, when he gets the attempts, I mean, he's he's effective in his last. So I look at his last seven games of where he had ten plus attempts. He's averaging twenty four points per game. So um, whatever that number comes at, if it's under, as long as it's under like fourteen, fourteen, usually line him around nine, nine and a half. But that was you know the the other team, uh, quote unquote, for for the Knicks. So uh, not sure what to expect here. So I'll, I'll be waiting on Divincenzo props when they come out. All right. Let's before we get to the next game of slate, gotta to talk to you about underdog fantasy, your favorite way to play it along inside your favorite fantasy players, NFL, NBA, NHL, college basketball, college football. Hey man, when the season's going, WNBA got all of it there for you on underdog. So make sure you check that out. Uh, underdog pick them. I mean, do we have let me see if underdog has Nas read up yet? I, I just don't know who's going to really slow him down. Maybe, I mean, maybe a chewer, but mm, Nasri is really good. No, I don't see Nasri props out, so not going to be able to do that. But let's go ahead and they just keep surrounding Brunson with more and more shooters. Kind of interested in that Brunson assist. I kind of like that. Jalen Brunson, higher 
six and a half assists on underdog. I think that he's going to be able to get, they, they're getting him shooters. They're getting him shooters. DiVincenzo, OG, he's getting all the help around him. Maybe when they move Julius Randle, we'll have even more shooters. <laughs> <laughs> so make sure you tap into underdog fantasy. That is when you sign up with the promo code SGP and underdog will double your first deposit up to a hundred dollars. That's underdog fantasy promo code SGP in. All right, next game on the slate we have is the Toronto Raptors welcoming the Cleveland Cavaliers. Cavs are sitting at plus two and a half on the road. 227 is the total injury report for these two teams. And we have Evan Mobley, Darius Garland out, as you know, for the Raptors. RJ Barrett and Emmanuel Quickly are both expected to make their Raptors debut. Garrett Temple is doubtful. No Christian Coloco. This is the chance for the Raptors to bounce back after being the team to end the street. Blonte, do they do it? Yeah, I'm looking to Toronto. Uh, I mean, to be honest, you know, we all got teams that we have no idea on. Cleveland's that team for me. I was low on them coming into the season. Um, mm-hmm. And they actually not played as bad with those guys out um, as, as I thought they would. Uh, they've covered six of the last ten. They're eight six and one ATS on the road, uh, nine and six straight up. So they're really good road team. Um, I think Toronto does bounce back after that loss. I mean, they've lost seven of ten straight up, four and six uh, ATS in that span. You know, the, I mean, RJ's not gonna, gonna shoot it uh, as good as as OG, but he, you know, maybe in a different setting in a different offense, he can be a little bit more effective. Uh, quickly, he's gonna have a chance to be that. You know, that lightning quick guard going to be able to get some shots off with Scotty Barnes uh, playing the point guard. So he'll get a lot more open looks. Um, and, I mean, you just got to knock him down. Like, Toronto's like bottom five in three-point percentage, so I need to raise that up. So I'm going to lean to Toronto. I, I really don't have a lot in this game. Like I said, I, was, I really don't know much about – well, I really don't have a good feel for Cleveland and, and what they do, even with Mitchell. Um, I, I like the total a little bit better. I know we'll get to that later. I mean, I'm. Uh, I don't know, man. It's hard to back this Cleveland team. It it really is hard to back Cleveland at times. And I mean, they've been playing uh, pretty decently. Like they got that comeback win against the Mavs. And I'm trying not to have that game in my head because it was just so improbable. They were down like 20 for majority of that game, and they were just able to go on a run and be able to come back in that game. But I mean. I, I think I'm going. I think I'm going Toronto with you. I, I think I'm just going to play the the bounce back angle. And you played a Pistons team that over the past couple of years have been beat, really been beating the crap out of you in random in random spots. Like you know, we went through the whole thing where we were talking about Dwayne Casey trying to get revenge on the Raptors and how the Pistons were always competitive every single game, always competitive with the Raptors. And so it's like, dang. The Pistons beat the Raptors to end the the longest losing streak in the league. Is that very surprising? No, because they own the Raptors recently. Maybe that was just – I think that was just a bad matchup. I think this is an opportunity. Now you're getting R.J. Barrett, Emmanuel Quickly. There's going to be questions on the lineup. But what if Quickly comes onto this team and he does everything that we wanted him to do for the Knicks? Matter of fact, I know for a fact that's going to happen. He's going to do everything I wanted him to do for the Knicks, but the Knicks didn't want to play him. And it's because, you know, they still back Tibbs in this archaic uh, lifestyle of we're just not going to trust these young guys. 
That's ultimately what it was. It wasn't that quickly was a bad player. It was that there was no point in having them on the team because they weren't going to use them because I don't know. Tibbs has ageism or something like that, whatever it is. So unfortunately, they're playing in my face by not giving me an Emmanuel quickly prop. And I figure that they wouldn't because I figure Emmanuel quickly is going to go off in this game and it's probably going to lead to a Raptors win. And the line's small enough where I can just play the spread. So I'll play Raptors minus two and a half just off the back of quickly alone. And I'm almost positive he's probably going to go off. It's probably going to be a big middle finger to the Knicks. And then everybody on Twitter is going to be like, see, how could the Knicks trade this guy? How could the Knicks trade this guy? They're crazy. They're doing this. They're that. Blah, 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 blah. When it's just like, bro, sometimes things don't work. So I, I like a big Emmanuel quickly game. I like the Raptors to get the win. You said you found the total interesting at 227.5. What do you like there? You're on mute, so nobody can hear you. But if you came off mute, then everybody can hear you. Oh, no, he's stuck on mute. He doesn't know how to come off mute. Whoa there, sir. Nope, and then he mutes himself back. I don't know how you... Oh, 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 oh. I didn't even press mute. I have no idea what's going on, but... But, uh, yeah, I, li- I like the under. Um, you said 227 and a half is, is what the total is? Yeah. Yeah, so first meeting uh, under total was 225 and a half by 15 points. Uh, four of the last five meetings have also went under if you're in the historical things. Uh, Cleveland under in three straight. Toronto only over once. But I mean, only uh, under once, but it had more to do with, you know, the opponent base. They played Washington, Boston, Detroit, Utah, who, you know, Boston's really good, off one of the better offensive teams. Washington, Detroit, Utah, one of the – Worst defensive teams, um, and both teams struggle shooting three, so you're not gonna have to worry about a barrage of threes. Both teams are bottom five and three point percentage. I think the pace will be slowed down. Cleveland doesn't want to get into a track meet. Uh, I'm interested to see how Toronto plays. They usually don't want to run uh, with those two guys. I, I want to see what their pace is like or if it changes or not. But yeah, I think the total is is pretty pretty high. I think we can play into the you know low 100s here. So I, I like the under a lot. I I really don't have a feel on the total. Like, like with this Knicks and Raptors game, that's crazy. The first two games on the slate are the two teams with the big trade over the weekend. But I, I just can't back the – I really don't feel good about total because just like how I think, oh, wow, the Knicks have been terrible defensively, there is a chance that the Knicks could be good defensively. And I think there's a chance that uh, the Raptors could put up a lot more points with Emmanuel quickly. And, I mean, I guess you could say R.J. Barrett as well. But, uh, I mean, R.J. Barrett, Toronto, he's on Toronto – we're just deporting all the Canadian dudes back to Toronto, apparently. So, uh, <laughs> potentially, but I, I really don't have a play. I kind of do like the under, but I, I really don't have a play on it. Uh, I, I like quick today. Any prop you like before I move on? I like Barnes uh, over 14 and a half rebounds and assists. Uh, over in 9 of 12, averaging 9.9 rebounds, 6.1 assists per game in the month of December. I think he has been, he has been on a tear. Uh, rebounding and pass the ball. We got those two new weapons to to uh, get involved. Uh, we see a you know 17, 18 uh, rebounding assist game for uh, Scotty Barnes tonight. Jared Allen has been taking me to the promised land over the past week or so, and it's because he continuously gets a really good matchup with teams that struggle inside point. Well, you know, guarding points inside the paint. Like mm-hmm. th- that's really where he's been really cooking. He's just been having really, really good matchups recently. And now he gets a Toronto team 22nd in the NBA in points in the paint. And Jared Allen over the last five games, he's eighth in the NBA in points in the paint, scoring 16.4 points per game, uh, 17 and a half points, 
without Mobley in the lineup, without Garland in the lineup, they've really, really leaned on Allen to be a scorer, not just to be a defender, not to just be a rebounder, but to be a scorer. And I think he's going to have the the opportunity to do it again here. So I'll take Jared Allen over 17 and a half points. Yeah, I like that. All right. Let's see here. Uh, I like Mitchell, uh, Donovan Mitchell as well. Donovan Mitchell drives to the basket a lot, scores a lot of his points inside the paint. I think he could have a good day as well. All right. The Detroit Pistons on the road trying to make it two in a row going up against the Houston Rockets. Rockets open up minus seven and a half. They are currently minus eight and a half. 227 and a half is the total injury report for these two teams that we have, Isaiah Stewart and Monty Morris, out for the Pistons. And for the Rockets, Jabari Smith Jr. is questionable with an ankle injury. Tari Eason is questionable with a leg injury. No Dylan Brooks with that oblique. Victor Oladipo has yet to put on a Rockets jersey. He did not wear one in 2023. Let's see if he wears one in 2024. I doubt it. Lante, you have teased in the chat that you could like the Pistons today. Mm-hmm. What do you like about them here on the road playing against a Houston Rockets team that I should add is whoa where are we at there we go 11 5 and 1 mm-hmm. against the spread at home and 12 and 5 straight up yeah man uh yeah I'm leaning to Detroit uh, I haven't pulled a trigger yet but I mean I think that you know this might have sparked something not for them to you know go on a winning streak but I think they'll start covering a decent amount of numbers I mean they were like they were competitive in most of these games. Um, I think the average margin of victory uh, over like the in games that the, the, they lost the last thing that they lost were like seven, six or seven points. So right there, I mean, Houston is going to be missing their best two perimeter defenders in Jabari and Dylan Brooks. You just Jabari was out, right? Is he out or is it questionable? Uh, okay, I, I don't, I don't know. I, I forgot. He's questionable. Which one yeah, he's still oh, questionable okay. right now. Okay, well, they'll, they'll be missing at least one of two. And then uh, Art Eason is another good defender who's probably likely to not play. But, yeah, man, if uh, Detroit, if they can hit some shots, take care of the ball, uh, the 29th in turn of percentage offense, I think they'll be fine. I mean, Houston is, you know, known for their defense. If they play good defense um, and, you know, get the play under, I guess, 110, they're pretty good. Uh, prior to their losing streak, they had won two in a row. They they allowed under 105 points um, in that three game losing streak. They were given 120 plus. So I think that's directly correlated. If they uh, and Detroit's going to score, I think Detroit can score. Uh, I like the big with Duran, uh, the pick and roll with Bogdanovich and and Kate Cunningham. I, I like Detroit, man. I, th- I think they can cover the number. I think they might be a little bit loud to win the game outright. <sighs> I don't know. I don't know. I would like to back this uh, Detroit team. This is a really large number. I would really like to back this Detroit team. But I've seen this song and dance so many times of Detroit being in the game in the first half and then absolutely, totally blowing it. Like when you look, honestly, yeah. Julie, no, there's no way I'm backing this Detroit team because this Detroit team was up 20 points by this to this Raptors team in the win, and they almost lost. Like they, they let them come back and – claw their way back in the game to where it was actually a free throw game and the Raptors are trying to nickel and dime their way to a win here. Yeah, I I can't trust this team to play together, play good for four quarters straight, especially on the road. I I don't think that they're that good at all. Like, I I understand the win and I get why everybody is betting them. This is a lot of points, especially for a Rockets team that's going to be without 
uh, Dylan Brooks in this game. And like you said, it could be potentially one of Eason or Smith Jr. Or it could be neither. Like that is a possibility as well. If it's neither, I may be singing my tune here. But I mean, the nine and a half tells me that those guys are kind of expecting to play. And I, I just think the talent level is is way different here and this Detroit team really just doesn't know how to win I don't even think they knew how to win in the win that they did get because they almost blew it like again they were up 20 points and I feel like they were up 20 points with like five six minutes left like it wasn't like there was like a whole half ago it was in the fourth quarter I'm pretty sure they were up 20 points or something and the Raptors just clogged themselves back so yeah I'm I'm rocking with the Rockets here minus nine and a half I'm I'm I said I was going to fade this Pistons team after the streak was over and I'm just going to continue to do it Rockets minus nine and a half here uh, 227 and a half is the total. What do you like? Yeah, I like the over. Um, I think Detroit will be able to score. I think obviously Houston will be able to score. Even though they want, they don't want to push the pace, um, and Detroit does, I think they'll be inclined to do so with just how Detroit just how poor Detroit <clears throat> excuse me is defensively. Uh, Detroit's allowed 125 plus in three of the last five. Uh, eight of the last ten have went over for for Detroit. Six of the last ten over for Houston. And like I mentioned, Detroit seventh in pace. Houston is twenty eight. So uh, I think both teams will be able to you know play at a decent pace, not at a rapid pace, but they'll be able to get over this number. So I, I do like the over here. All right, player props. I am on one Shangun. I don't have a number for him yet, probably because they're trying to figure out what's going on with Smith Junior. and uh, Eason. But Pistons, 27th, you know, I, I love my points in the paint stats. Like, it's so easy. You get easy points inside the paint. Pistons, 27th, and opponent's points in the paint. Shangun, 5th. 5th. He's been absolutely killing lately. 5th in, in, in the NBA in points in the paint. He's scoring 18.4 points in the paint over his last five games. I think that's going to propel him to get over his points prop. I don't have a number yet, but I'm going to take the over whenever it does come out. I think this is a really good matchup with the bigs not being able to defend for Detroit and for Shangun to kind of carry this team. It's a home game. Uh, he gets to the line quite effectively, so I think that he's going to get to the line a lot in this game and kind of force those bigs into foul trouble. I like Shangun to go over his points prop today. Yeah, uh, I'm staying away from the uh... – I'm looking at some Detroit players like Bogdanovich, Cade, but I, I want to see if Jabari uh, and uh, Tari Eason are ruled in first. Uh, but I'm going to go with Cade, steals and blocks over one and a half. Uh, I mean, he's recorded a steal plus a block in six of his 13 games uh, last month, averaging 1.4 steals and 0.54 blocks um, in, in that span. I mean, I think he's really active in the passing lanes, uh, really good help defender. They'll be probably helping a lot on Sangoon as well, so likely to get a steal or two. Um, while he's in the paint. So I like Cade, uh, one and a half, steals and blocks. All right. Now we are brought to you by Game Time. Chance for you to go and get tickets without the stress. Like buy your favorite tickets and games and events and stuff like that without the stress. Don't worry about going outside the arena and finding some sketchy dude that's handing out tickets like he's trying to sell, I don't know, anything. And he's like, hey, hey, I got these tickets for you. And you don't know, they could have been scanned. They, they could be fake. What if they were, what if, what if it was just copies, copies of tickets and, they, and you bought them and you paid all that money and you don't get into the game? Don't worry about it because game time is fast and easy. I've actually used game time outside the arena before I got a ticket and walked straight in immediately. Don't have to worry about anything. They send you your tickets almost instantly. And guess what? If you find another ticket, 
in the same section of row for less. Game time will credit you 110% of the distance of the difference. There's no problem. Download the Game Time app and create an account. And use code CFBX for $20 off your first purchase. Again, create an account and redeem code CFBX for $20 off. Game time, last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. We're also brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting analyst platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Well, research everything from NFL, NBA, soccer with the historical stats and data. Plus, they have their revolutionary parlay optimizer tool. You want to see green, green, green on the hit rate for the expected probability of the parlay. And guess what? Stop betting in the dark. Join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame Bets. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month. Start researching. Start winning with Hall of Fame Bets. Make sure you use that parlay optimizer, man. I know y'all be parlaying. I know you do. I'd be doing it too. I feel like we talked about this game 10 times this season already. I'm actually kind of tired of talking about it. But, I mean, here we go. Once again, we have the Indiana Pacers playing the Milwaukee Bucks. Bucks laying eight and a half here. 260 and a half is the total. Line actually opened at six and a half, and that line was at 259 on the total at open. Here we are. Pacers, Bruce Brown, doubtful. Doesn't look like he's coming back yet. And for the Milwaukee Bucks, we have Marjan Bochamp, questionable. Oh, we That's just y'all. That's embarrassing. Thanasis is out for personal reasons. I don't think that oh, wow. mattered, but I will say mm-hmm. it. And, you know, Jay Crowder's been out for a while. All right. You're sitting here, minus eight and a half with this Bucks team against the Pacers. Uh, I mean, maybe, maybe not. The Bucks have learned their lesson. They did get a win the last time they played this team after getting destroyed the first two times. Mm-hmm. Uh, fun fact, actually, 3-0 betting this game, which is kind of funny. But I took, I just took the dog the first two times and then said, you know what? They got to finally get the win, and I took the Bucks. But 3-0 in betting this game. Here we are. Hopefully this is the last time. No, it's a home and home, so they put tomorrow as well. Oh my in, gosh! In Indiana. Well, I'm glad yeah. I'm not on the show. I'm glad I'm not on the show. I feel like I talked about every single game at this point. Like, it's really, really. Let me make sure it's tomorrow. But I know it's a home and home that they play each other though. Oh my gosh! I'm tired of talking about. I'm so glad that it's. I hope it's tomorrow. I don't want to talk about it. All right. Well, we need uh, that no, for it's, the handicap. It's Wednesday. Sorry, it's Wednesday. It's Wednesday. Oh, so five times I have to talk about this game. All right. I'll <laughs> yeah. be sure to have the same energy next time. Here we go. Milwaukee Bucks, Indiana Pacers, Bucks minus eight and a half at home. What are you doing here? Big number, man. Big number. Uh, uh, total, definitely so. Um, sidewise, I, I mean, it's tough to go against uh, what Milwaukee's doing right now. Uh, they're rolling. They've won uh, nine of ten, covered six of those. Uh, 16 and two straight up at home, but only seven and 11 ATS. And they're pretty much laying a similar number. Um, I just, I think that Indiana, they, they were like in a bit of a slug at, uh, in the middle of the month, but they don't expect nice. They had three really good wins, two of those on the road, covered all three. Um, they're right at 500 ATS on the road. It's going to come down to what they could do, to be honest. I mean, he's, I'll read off his number 64 and, four, and 14 in, in the uh, December 13th meeting. 37 and 10 in the December 7th meeting, 53 and 12 in, in the very first meeting of the season. So, I mean, can they limit or do anything to like withstand or sustain some of the stuff that Giannis does? If the answer is no, then they're probably going to lose by double digits. If the answer is yes, then I think they can kind of cover it. So I think that's what you got to base your, your handicapping off of. Um, I, I'm going to lean with Indiana here. I think, this is a big number for a team who's had success uh, against this team. Uh, you said one, two of three. Um, and, I mean, Chris Brown is a big absence, but I think they have the depth to be able to withstand some things. 
um, with sustained absence of him. So I'm going to roll with Indiana here plus the points. They got to keep they got to keep Milwaukee off the free throw line. Giannis shot 32 free throws uh, in their last meeting. Indiana shot 32 as a team. So we got to keep them off the line um, and keep them out of the or try to keep them out of the paint. But uh, yeah, I'm going to roll with Indiana here uh, plus the eight and a half. 32 free throws is crazy. Like, I, I right, right. It is. Like, that, that's just, that's, that's not, 32, I can't expect bro. you to, I can't, I can't expect you to re, like, to get back to the line that much. I really can't. Like, that's really, really insane. All right. Um, yeah, I'm not laying as big of a number with Milwaukee, bro. I really can't. Like, I, I mean, Milwaukee has been playing better defensively recently, but I think, and honestly, if you look at this number of 260 and a half and you look at what these, two teams have done in their past five games both of them are one and four to the over in that span so both of them actually have been playing lower scoring games compared to this number like there have been some high scoring games but at this number they played under and i mean it kind of makes me want to think that this is an under game but it also makes me think that i I think that's just kind of game script and how it's gone playing the other opponents, but once these two teams match up again, they're going to realize that, hey, we can score on this Bucks team. Hey, we can score on this Pacers team. You talked about how good Giannis has been, and I think that you're going to see a bunch of points here. And if I think it's a bunch of points, I'm taking the dog. Like, we already have a back-to-back, and you said it's a home-and-home. Yes, yeah, a home-and-home. And so I'm, I'm just going to take the dog, and I'm going to take the dog both times thinking that Indiana gets one of these two games. And think about the motivation for this Indiana team. After playing the Bucks that last time, their season went down the toilet, like the toilet drain, like literally down the drain. They lost to the Wizards, lost to Minnesota, lost to the Clippers. They beat Charlotte, lost to Memphis, lost to Orlando, beat uh, Houston, and then you beat Chicago and you beat the uh, the Knicks. So they're finally starting to play better ball after uh after that Bucks game, but after that Bucks game, it was like we were talking about Indiana being bad again, and we were like, "Oh, well, I guess it was just the end season tournament." Because after the end season tournament, they lost to that Bucks team, and then they won one of four. So, yeah, I'm now they're on a little bit of a win streak. I think they're playing better basketball, and they started to uh, uh, get themselves together with Bruce Brown bringing out. I like Indiana plus eight and a half. I do like the over to 16 and a half. I know it's a high number. I know that both these teams one in four. to this number in the last five games, but I think that it's the matchup and the matchup here says that there's going to be a lot of pace in this game. It's a lot of feelings and animosity between these two teams. I think it's going to be a lot of scoring. Yeah. I, I'm not playing under um, this. It rose a point from each matchup. It was started off at 257 and a half, and now we're at 260. So um, pretty warranted. Like you said, I think it's matchup-based, opponent-based um, as far as um, the, the scoring and why they haven't been over this specific number. Uh, mm. Both have gone both have gone over in 66% of their games this year. Uh, both teams top four in pace. And I think we can expect what, uh, similar to what we saw in the first three games. I mean, a lot of pace, a lot of points. Uh, so, yeah, I, I'm not playing the under. I, I'll lean to the over. All right. Uh, let's see here. Next. Well, any player props you have? Uh, I'm going with Dame over 25 and a half points. He's been a bit up and down um, scoring wise uh, in his last four games. He's under 20 points in two games and over 30 points in two games. So uh, he had 21 in the 12-13 meeting and 24 in the 12-7 meeting. He didn't play in the very first meeting. So, uh, I mean, the pace is going to be there. I think point guards have a really, really Really good success against this Indiana team who 
you know, probably bottom five in three-point percentage allowed. You know, Dame's able to get on the pick and roll. I think they're going to put an emphasis on putting more guys on the Giannis and kind of trying to limit what he does. So, yeah, give me Dame over 25 and a half points. Yeah, let me see here. I'm trying to pull uh, that up real quick. Oh, man. Let's see here. Uh, where is Indiana, Indiana, Indiana? Nope, I don't see him up here. And yeah, nope, don't see him there. All right, never mind. Okay. Uh, yeah, I kind of like the Dame angle. I feel like Dame's dude to just go off. I'm going Halliburton again. Halliburton's been killing this team. He just had 22 and 23. What was it the other day? That's 22 and 23 yep. game. Yep. It's there while he's really, there. Is, is really, yeah, 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 really. And it's just absolutely insane. Absolutely insane. I'm, I like his assists. I think his assists still go over. Like he, he runs the offense and everything goes through them. He continues to put put his scores in opportunities where they can score the basketball and they can put up points. If I think the game's over, I think Halliburton is going to be a big reason of it. So I'm going to like Halliburton points and assists, points, points, uh, assists, all that stuff. So I'm all over Halliburton today. All right. Yeah, I could I could go for a Halliburton and Dame, a uh, little same game parlay, Halliburton and Dame. Mm, all right. 9 p.m. on the East Coast, we have the Dallas Mavericks traveling to Utah to play the Utah Jazz. Mavericks opened up minus four and a half. It's currently minus three and a half. 245 and a half is total. That went up from 255 to from 244 and a half. Injury report for these two teams. And we have for the Dallas Mavericks. Lucas questionable. Kyrie's questionable. That's actually an upgrade for Kyrie. Uh, Dante mm-hmm. Exum is questionable, and Seth Curry is questionable. Luca with a quad, questionable. Kyrie with a heel, questionable. Dante Exum with the heel, questionable. And Seth Curry illness, questionable. Maxi Kleber still on IR. And for the Utah Jazz, wow. I mean, for the longest, we couldn't. We we had to run down a book of the Utah Jazz injury report. Nothing to report for the Utah Jazz today at home, catching three and a half against Dallas Mavericks. I mean, Utah at home is a buzzsaw there. I don't think you want to fade. Yeah, you can't. It's my favorite player to, uh, on the card. I, I like Utah plus the points. I think they win it outright. Um, although Dallas is really good on the road, um, 11-7 straight up, 12-6 ATS. I just think Utah is just on another level at home, like you mentioned. They're one of the hottest teams in the league, ATS. Uh, they've covered eight of the last 10, 11-3 ATS at home. They've won seven of the last 10 straight up. Had a really good effort against Miami where they were down uh, throughout that game and bounced back to take the lead and win comfortably uh, in the fourth quarter against Miami, although Jimmy kind of went out of the game, but still uh, they found a way to win. And this, they got a little bit of revenge on, on, on their run. I mean, they, the last time they played Dallas, they lost by 50. 50 they lost by 50 points in an NBA game. Um, yep. So they, I think they're going to come out and have a little bit of uh, – I think they have a little bit more energy uh, in the building tonight and, and in the play. They need to take care of the ball, though. They're 30th in percentage offense. Don't want to lead um, mm. Dallas to easy points, so they want to take care of the ball. Um, and Utah didn't have any – they didn't have Clarkson or Laurie in that game. Uh, Dallas won and covered as 11.5-point favorites. I love Utah in the spot, man. They can take care of the ball. Uh, they're going to get second-chance points as well because Dallas' front line is not as big. I mean, even Lively in there uh, – it's probably the only big guy that they have. Uh, Utah is first in offensive rebound percentage, so they're going to get a lot of second-chance points. I like Utah, man. Plus the points, I think they win it out. Yeah, I do. 
if Luca doesn't play, I definitely think they went out right. If Luca does play, they probably can still win out right, but Luca probably would hit a last second shot and this Dallas team wins by one or two and we still get the cover. But like I really I'm really, really liking this Utah team. I I think I like them early too. I think that they they start out, you know, really, really quick and fast here. And I think it's a lot of points scored. To be honest, Utah is not really anything that I care about defensively, nor is Dallas. I think that both of these two teams are going to be able to score. I think Laurie Marketing has a great game. I'm going to be looking at Laurie Marketing points over in this game. I think Laurie Marketing could have some something like a 25, 25, 26, and 10, something like that, double-double type of game for Laurie Marketing in this game. So, And he's put on a show because Dallas, one of the trade shooter, suitors, one of the trade suitors that have been talked about for one Laurie Marketing. So, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and back the Utah Jazz and Laurie Marketing here and get it done. Anything you like on the total or player props? Yeah, I like the over. I think you mentioned it as well. You think both teams can have success. I do I do as well. Um, with with Luka now, with, with you know, it'll be a little bit more of, of a daunting task. But um, the total's up 10 points from the first meeting, and I think that's somewhat warranted with Clarkson and Laurie being, being in. Um, Dallas has scored 125 or more in three of the last five. Utah, um, 125 plus in two of the last five, but we're just under 120 in two other games. I think they was 119, 117. Um, so they're capable of scoring. And this is against pretty good defensive teams. I think Miami categorizes as a, a decent defensive team. Dallas also 11 and 60 over on the road. Uh, so yeah, if all things are equal, especially if we get Kyrie in the lineup, uh, I think both teams go over. Because Luka and Kyrie pretty much dominated that first game. He scored 66 uh-huh. points combined. So I think uh, Utah will have some success, especially in the paint. Um, and, and you mentioned it with marketing. I, I like his points and rebounds over as well. So, yeah, uh, I think both teams have some success scoring the ball here. Uh, I like the over. All right. Next game on the slate, we have uh, the rematch. Portland Trailblazers going up against the Phoenix Suns. Suns at home laying 11.5, 230 is total. Injury report here. Where are we at? And. The Suns played yesterday, I believe. They did. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so they, they on a bat. Did you see that? Did you see that game? No, I didn't. Let, laying, they were laying five and a half. Phoenix laying five and a half. I, I laid, I laid five early in the day. So you know they, uh, they get a they're up seven. Um, you know the the rule they're dribbling out. Phoenix dribbling out the ball, about to do a turnover. You know, get the ball back. You know, the right. other team dribble out the clock. They pass it to to Franz Wagner. He goes and makes a layup. They, it lands on it lands on five. Dang, right. you can't. And and I mean, that just let's just. Well, I'm sorry. Let me finish the whole thing and give actual Nazir Little TBD. So we'll see. But really, no injury report for the Phoenix Suns for the Tra- Portland Trailblazers. Shady and Sharp questionable. Tamari Tamani Camera questionable. Uh, Duop Wreath doubtful. Anthony Simons out and DeAndre Ayton out. Damn, I did not know that. So that means that we're getting. Guess what? Moses Moses Brown rebounds. Don't even worry about it. Don't even worry about it. Book it. I don't care what the line is. Book it. Moses Brown is going to have like 12 rebounds in this game. He's not going to do a bunch of things. He's not. There's a bunch of things that Moses Brown is not going to do. But if he's going to do one thing, he's going to go out there. He's going to rebound the damn basketball. (laughs) I mean, so Moses Brown. Last game, Moses Brown started zero points, 11 rebounds. Cashed at nine and a half. Come on now. It's Moses Brown. I, that's the first thing I saw as soon as I saw this. The second thing that I saw is that we have a system play here. And I'm not gonna I'm not gonna question the system. The system has been very, very good. 
And if you doubted the system, you've lost a lot, a lot of money this season. But Portland as a double-digit dog is really, really good. I'm, I'm gonna get the stats up here. I'm gonna let you talk for a second, but uh, I like, I'm like Portland here already. What do you like in this game? Yeah, I like Portland as well. Um, they're four and eleven straight up on the road, but nine and six ATS. That's what really matters to us. Um, they've covered both the games uh, versus Phoenix. They won one outright. Uh, depending on the number that you got, they they covered both games uh, on that eleven twenty one meeting. But they defended three well. Uh, they forced turnovers, and I think, like you mentioned, as a dog, I think they're really profitable. Uh, I don't have the numbers on me. I'm sure you can look them up. But Phoenix, they've looked better with Beal in the lineup. But I mean. How likely is it that all three guys play? Uh, that's number one. Number two, Phoenix not good at covering numbers. Two and eight ATS the last ten. Five and twelve ATS at home. Uh, they don't turn the ball, they don't turn teams over. So Portland's gonna have a chance to get into their offense and, and score some points. The familiarity's there. They played twice, so they kind of know what to expect from one another. Uh, I think Portland. I think Portland might be allowed to win it outright. To be honest with you. I mean, I I wouldn't. You don't doubt them. So, yeah, the Portland Trailblazers, like I said, this is the system play. I've been sitting on this for a while, waiting to bring it back up. And I'm so glad that we get it against this Phoenix Suns team that we are already fading. And Portland 6-2 and two ATS when they're catching double digits, 10 or more. And they are, what is this, 3 and what is that? Three and five, three and five straight up. So they won three of those matchups straight up, but they're six and two to the number covering that number. It's just too many points. And it doesn't matter. Like it really doesn't matter who plays for them. Like they constantly just put out different lineups and find ways to cover. So, I mean, I'm still back in Portland here and I'm going to continue with the system play. Uh, even if it doesn't hit, it's going to hit again. And it's going to hit multiple times this season. And we're going to cash it on the money line. And it's going to keep going because Port- you don't give this Portland team that many points. Like, they're not that bad. They're really, really scrappy. And they, they don't give up. And they're constantly in games. And so uh, everybody's sitting there thinking, big three Phoenix, they're going to come in here. They're going to automatically just blow this team out. And maybe not. I mean, look at what happened. Like, you just talked about that that blown cover to the magic like something like that could happen in this game where you could get it through the back door with the portland showblazers they got a backdoor cover with the charlotte hornets in that game that was for that was 15 and a half charlotte covered by one and a half points in that game so like there's so many times that i've seen this team not be able to cover the number that i'm i'm really not afraid laying this big number so yeah i'm taking i'm taking portland Line the total is set at what's my total here? Total here is set at 230. I mean, I guess I'll go over. Yeah, over. Um, I'm leaning to the under. Um, I don't I don't love it. Uh the pace should be a little bit slower, depending on who plays, of of course. Uh neither team just wants to push the ball. I mean, Phoenix 28th in, in pace. Uh they're also under in six of the last ten. Portland, I think it's with the younger guys, they've been pushing a little bit more, but the pace is still somewhat about the same. So I, I think we see uh, a lot more defensive, a lot more of a defensive game here. Um, yeah, I, I think Portland does a really good job of defending the three as well. Phoenix is a really good mid-range shooting threes for obvious reasons. Uh, so I think if they can run them off the line and turn, you know, twos and turn those threes into twos, uh, we can get under this number. Yeah, I, it, for me, it's DeAndre and being out. We'll see, you know, who plays for Phoenix. But what if Nurk is out? What if you're missing a Beal or a KD in this game? Like, 
I think Book is one I would say he probably plays, but you could be missing a Beal in this game and not trying to play him in a back to back. Like, yeah, and but I, I just question Phoenix defensively, and I think that the you know lack of DeAndre and Moses Brown is not gonna he's not gonna do a lot of things. I'm telling you, he's really just gonna rebound out there. He's not gonna do a lot of things, but he's still one of my favorite centers because he's gonna go out there and catch me a rebounds prop. Uh, yeah, so. I'm gonna I'm leaning over. I think that there's gonna be a lot of easy points inside the paint for both teams in, in this game. So I'm I'm leaning over there. I told you I don't we really don't have any props for this game at all, to be honest. But Moses Brown, when that comes out, I'm gonna be playing his over. I constantly do that every single time he gets to start. And yeah, I really can't tell you anything else. And that's about it. All right. Next game on the slate, we have the Charlotte Hornets going to mile high to play the Denver Nuggets. Nuggets are laying 14 and a half, 227 is the total. Actually, I see this line has gotten up to 15 for the Nuggets. Uh, Hornets looks like Terry Rozier is probable. Mark Williams is doubtful. No Gordon Hayward. And you have Aaron Gordon questionable with those hand and face lacerations from a dog. And Reggie Jackson probable. No Cam Carr. So... I'm trying to decide how much was Charlotte getting that miracle cover against the <laughs> Suns. How much of that was the Suns just being the Suns? And how much of that is Charlotte actually being competitive in this game? Because the 15 is a lot. Yes, it is. It is. But I mean, Charlotte sucks, man. They do. They they love without Lamelo. They're they're kind of helpless without him. Um, I, they they should play Nick Smith more. I mean, when he gets minutes, he produces. I don't understand why they're not playing him more. I mean, they don't have anything else to lose. And he's a former, you know, what, number one overall recruit. But I, I'm just going to lay them. Uh, I don't know. I've seen Charlotte. I've seen Charlotte get a heat, like a huge number like this on the road and then just randomly really get up for this game. Like they covered this game the last time out and when it was in Charlotte and they were up a good portion of that game and they really gave them problems. But I've also seen them not be competitive. Lose by 18 so. or 22 Lakers. They were laying the same number. Right. But Charlotte does kind of play this team. So I'm going to take Charlotte plus the 15. They play this team. So I'm afraid because there's no Gordon Hayward. I'm truly afraid. I'm not betting this. I'm actually not betting a single thing in this game. I don't think. Maybe. Maybe you could talk me anything. I actually don't think there's anything I want to bet in this game. But I guess I'll lean Charlotte plus 15 because they've they've kept these matchups close for the most part. I don't even think in the blowout win that Denver has in the last five games that they did, they even covered this number. No. They didn't cover this number. Denver hasn't covered this number in the last five games versus Charlotte. So I guess I'll take Charlotte plus 15, but. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't like anything uh, in this game sidewise, uh, but I, I'll lean to Charlotte. Like you said, I think it's a big number. Um, I, I like the under a little bit more. Uh, the first meeting went under the 224 and a half was the closing total by 25 points. Uh, the last five games, the last five meetings have went under. If you're a historical trend person, uh, yeah. Denver, they're not going to want to push the pace. They're 29th in pace. Charlotte, pretty much middle of the pack. Uh, Denver's also under in seven of the last 10. Uh, 10 of 16 home games that went under. Charlotte, six of the last 10 under. Bottom, Both teams, bottom three in free throw rate offense, so they're not going to score when the, when the clock stops. Uh, they don't get to the line as much. So I think we see uh, – I think it was like 107, 105 uh, the first matchup was uh, uh -huh. whenever they played, if I'm not mistaken. So, yeah, uh, 
I'm, I like the under here. I, I would lean if you had to play the side. I would lean to to Charlotte. I mean, Denver outscored Charlotte thirty to nine in the third quarter in the first meeting. Nine points in the NBA game quarter is crazy. So, um, I lean to Charlotte. Uh, I don't love it, but I do like the under. Uh, I can bet you that this is the year that Charlotte gets the number one pick. Whenever it's you know it's kind of a coin flip of who's the number one pick versus all those times when they missed out on players like Dwight, Wimby. Um, and some of those other guys. This is the year that mm-hmm. they get the number one pick. Watch. <laughs> this is just this is how the world works. Yeah, man. Shout out to Charlotte. Shout out to the Queen City. Shout out to the foe. All right. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, Dominic says that Jokic triple doubles to play this game. I mean, yeah, he didn't play well against them the first time. I think he had yeah. eight. I mean, he had eight. I'm saying he didn't play well, but he had 18 and 10. But, you know. Yeah, I think I mean, and the role player should shoot a lot better. He should get there. He should really get there. So mm-hmm. I like it. I just, I don't, yeah. If I played anything, it would probably be Yoki's triple double. That's it. Yeah. I, I, I like Nick Richards, but I do. I will say, you you kind of sold me on the under, and I think it is interesting that Charlotte has covered fifteen against this team in the past five games, which means that they're constantly competitive against this team, and it's never a blowout. All right. Last game on the slate before we get up out of here. Running close to an hour. Miami Heat on the road going to play the Los Angeles Clippers. Clippers open up minus 6.5, currently minus 7.5. 227.5 is total injury report here for the Miami Heat. And we have Kyle Lowry, questionable with the head injury. Josh Richardson, questionable with the back injury. Haywood Highsmith, doubtful with the jaw injury. Caleb Martin, doubtful with the ankle injury. Jimmy Butler is out with the foot injury. Drew Smith is out for the season. And so if you put that all together, it looks mm, something like Tyler Hero, Hammy Hawkins, Bayum, Kyle Lowry, and insert X player at the four. Uh, and for the Clippers, it looks like Kawhi Leonard is questionable with that hip and Mason Plumley. Wow, that's an upgrade. Mason Plumley right. couldn't make a return right. today. Questionable yeah. with the knee injury. He looks mm-hmm. like he might be coming back today. All right, yeah. seven and a half with the Clippers at home. What are you doing here, Lante? Yeah, I, I would wait until they officially rule Kawhi in. Uh, he practiced, and I was reading the reports, and it was saying that he's pretty much on pace to play. Uh, it just hasn't been factored into the line, I don't think. Uh, and Mason Plumley, like you mentioned, he started practicing. He was started jogging, I think, uh, jogging and doing walkthroughs like two weeks ago, and now he's you know full contact practicing. So he adds some size dip. Obviously, he won't go in and play you know twenty five plus minutes, but it's still a another big and a contributor uh, in the paint. They don't have a lot of, of depth uh, up front. Uh, I'm leaning to Miami here. I'm kind of going to wait until those guys get ruled in if I can get a better number. Uh, the 10 and six, 10 and six and one ATS on the road. Uh, they've won seven in the last 10, five ATS in that span. They shoot the three ball really well. I look at some Kevin Love uh props. I think he can be uh, somewhat of a mismatch. Um, when those got when the Clippers go small, but yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna wait and see approach. I'm gonna go with uh, with Miami, just gonna wait and see if I can get a better number when uh, Kawhi gets ruled in. All right, let's see here. And so you're on. I'm. I'm. You're on. You're officially on who? I'm. I'm gonna be on Miami. Oh, okay. I was just make. I was just making sure that you were officially on Miami. I mean, I, you said a lot, and none of it had anything to do with the fact that we're getting Miami as a road dog, and this is this is literally the spot that we love to get them in. Like we 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 love them as a home favorite. We love them as a road dog. We love. I mean, not as home favorite. We love them as a a home dog and we love them as a road dog we love them as a dog in general this team covers as a dog you look at 
what they were able to do over the past two games, guess what? They won outright against Golden State as a six-and-a-half-point dog. They lost outright as a three-point favorite against the Jazz. This is what this team does, is absolutely what this team does. I'm not worried about it. I like catching points with this team, especially on the road. It doesn't really matter what the lineup is because I guess it's heat culture. I, I guess it's heat culture, and heat culture is we're going to make sure that, hey, if they start to doubt us, we're going to cover, and if we have expectations, we're not going to amount to them at all whatsoever. So I 100% like this heat team. I didn't even question it. It's a lot of dogs that I like today, and they're pretty sizable dogs. So we could we could make a little round-robin round robin money line parlay today, uh, owed to one Sean stacking the money green and cash out. So I like Miami plus 7.5 here. I think they get it done. Uh Total sitting at 227.5. I I lean under. I don't don't have a strong feel on it at all, but I I lean under. Mm, Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I I guess I kind of, I guess I kind of, give me, give me a Clippers team total under. Give me Clippers team total under. I think Miami shows up defensively. Uh, For props. I'm going back to my guy. He does not disappoint me. He consider he might he might make the list of one of my favorite players next to Devin Vassell. Mm-hmm. I don't have a line out for him now because we're waiting on some of those inactives. But Amy Hawkins Jr. I don't think that there's a possibility. He's definitely all rookie for sure. All rookie first team. Mm-hmm. I don't think that the the juice is worth the squeeze of putting in a rookie of the year ticket. But if Chet was not here, I think he would have a claim. I think he would have a claim. I think Chet Chet is, is clearly between Chet and Wimby right now, and it looks like it's going to easily be Chet. But if Chet if Chet didn't count, I, I think Amy Akez would have a very, very claim to the throne as Rookie of the Year this season. He's been absolutely balling. I'm taking his points over. Yeah, I don't, I don't hate that. Uh, I'm probably gonna go with Kevin Love. I don't see Kevin Love on listed anywhere, uh, but I'm gonna go with his uh, his points and rebounds over. Uh, he's done a really mm-hmm. good job in that small ball lineup of rebounding. Uh, of course, he's been shooting the three ball uh, a lot better. So whenever Kevin Love's points and rebounds is posted, I'll be on that. But I just don't see it right now to give out a number. All right, that's it. That is it. All eight games on the slate. Let's go ahead and do lock dog, and we will drop an underdog lineup. Lante, I'll kick it over to you. What is your lock? What is your dog for the slate? Yeah, I keep, I keep it simple, man. I'm going with your Knicks as my as my lock. Uh, I think they're I think they're gonna win. Like I said, comfortably five or six points. I guess it's comfortably for me. Um, new guy syndrome uh, with them. I think they're gonna come in play with a lot more energy. Defense, I think, will kick. Um, Oh, what? Why are you muted? How did you get muted? It muted you. Like, I'm going to unmute you myself, so don't press anything. Oh, well, I don't know. I guess I can't do that. I guess you got to do it. I don't know. That It says guest can't can't unmute your guest. Their mic isn't connected. I don't know what's going on with your mic, but... I'm not... My hands are right here. My mic's... Are, I have no idea. But, yeah, uh, Nick, lock, um, the dog, I'm going to go with Utah Jazz, with or without Luka. It doesn't matter. I think mm-hmm. they're equipped to win the game um, with or without them. So Utah is the lock. I mean, Utah is the dog. Uh, Nick is a lock. All right. Let's see here. Hmm. 
I get the I get the chance to fade the Clippers and back the Miami system. Sure, why not? I'll take Miami plus seven and a half as a yeah. I'll take Miami plus seven and a half on the road. That's my lock. They'll be able they'll be able to keep the game close, even if they don't get the win. Even if it's that standard Miami covers and doesn't get the win, that they'll 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 be in the game. So I'll take Miami plus seven and a half to get it done for my dog. Really do like Portland. Really do like Utah too. I don't want to double up with the Utah. So let's just go. Mm, give me Indiana plus two seventy. Indiana gets it done. They they've been playing this team pretty good. And that last game, that last game might have been just a, a you know, a random occurrence, an outlier. But I think that this Indiana team is pretty good. So I'll take Indiana plus two seventy. Get it done against the Milwaukee Bucks today. Mm, do I want Indiana? I kind of really want Portland, but it feels like a lot of people in Portland. I actually really want Utah. All right, so we'll, yeah, we'll, I'll stick with Indiana. I like Indiana. All right, what's a what's a round robin? We need a money line round robin. We like a lot of dogs on the slate today. So let's put both of our dogs in there. Indiana plus two seventy. We'll throw Utah in there plus one. 35 Miami we can throw in there shoot if you really want to get spicy you could throw Portland in there too yeah I don't hate that uh, well, yeah so but we can I really like Portland it's a lot of plays it's a lot of plays I like that so one one combination of those three or four money line Rob Robin between Indiana Portland Utah and Miami I do like a system play parlay of just taking Miami plus seven and a half, Utah plus three and a half, and Portland plus eleven and a half. That is going to pay out. What does that pay out? Six to one. Six to one. Miami plus seven and a half. Utah plus three and a half. Portland plus eleven and a half. All three system plays. I like to trust them. So I'm gonna parlay them. All right. Let's see here. We have an underdog lineup. Let's see. What do we want to add to underdog? Do we have a Jared Allen? I like Jared Allen higher 17 and a half points. So I'm gonna throw that in there. I've been I've been really good with Jared Allen props recently. So hopefully he he continues that going at least one more game. Anything else? Any other props you like this slate? Uh I like Dane points over uh, uh higher 25 and a half. I think it was the number. Okay, I could back that. Especially, yeah. So Dame higher twenty five and a half points. We can go Jokic triple double. It's a spicy one point two five. I'm fine with that as well. All right, so there we go. Jared Allen higher seventeen and a half points. We have whoa, well, I just lost Lante, so I'm gonna go ahead and close things out here. We have Jared Allen higher seventeen and a half points. We have Damian Lillard higher twenty five and a half points, and we have Nikola Jokic. Higher than a triple-double, half a triple-double. That is 1.25x spicy. You add all that together, and you're going to get a uh, 7.5x. $100 gets you $750 on Underdog. Make sure you use that promo code Underdog Fantasy at promo code SGPN. Lots of anything for the people before we get up out of here? That's it, man. I don't know what's going on with StreamYard. Ever since Moonoff said he was going to fire me, it's been doing this. So blame we're blaming him. <laughs> all right. 
other than that, if for the 67 people watching us, make sure you like the stream on the way out. It's 63 on, on YouTube, so y'all should definitely do it. And for those that are watching on X, make sure you hop over YouTube, like, subscribe, join us on YouTube, or make sure you subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcast and leave us a five star rating review there for all the people that are listening to us podcast version other than that i have nothing else to say like i was do no other way of ending the podcast just gonna end it like this we are out of here Ba-da-ba-da-ba-basket.